You're listening to Nowhere to Run with Chris White on the Revelations Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome to a special edition of Nowhere to Run. This is going to be an interview with Mario Brisson, otherwise known as the Vigilant Christian on YouTube and Facebook. And I think that you'll really enjoy his testimony of coming out of the New Age, especially if any of you also have come out of the New Age or are interested in that for any other reason. I think you'll find his testimony one of great encouragement and hope. And so without any further ado, let's present Mario Brisson, the Vigilant Christian, and his excellent testimony. Uh, My name is Mario, and uh, I'm online as the Vigilant Christian and started the online ministry about a year ago. And I've always set out to do something like this. Uh, Previously, well, as you're going to hear, I'm going to talk about uh, I was in the truth movement, so I've always uh, been kind of wanting to get the truth out there and and, and, uh, wake people up. And somewhere along the line, uh, you know, I I came out of the New Age movement, became a born-again Christian, and now I'm uh, trying to preach the gospel to as many people as we can and uh, just bring people to the truth. Uh, Being a seeker, that's been my my goal in life, to truly, uh, you know, know the truth and to seek it out. And uh, that's what you're going to hear in my story here today. And uh, I do all sorts of different work. We're gonna, I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff, exposing the New Age movement, talking about my uh, different testimonies um, on my channel and the different things that I went through. And uh, so definitely go and check that out. And uh, yeah, so very excited. Yeah, um, and uh, we'll put links to all of the uh, various uh, uh, places and stuff in the show notes of this show. And we'll also mention that at the end of the um, the talk here. So uh, why don't you go ahead and get started and tell us about your uh, your testimony? Perfect. Um, so uh, this the thing where I want to start in my testimony is obviously growing up. Uh, I'm a French Canadian and I grew up in a Catholic home. And I think that that's significant uh, to point out. Uh, in in telling you my testimony, just because that's kind of like the taste that I had of Christ uh, in the very beginning of my life. Um, you know, uh, I would go to church and you get this kind of weird feeling. There's a weird vibe uh, in the Catholic Church here. And I just kind of associated that to Christianity, to the Bible at a very young age. I was very turned off. And later in uh, life, I started to rebel. And, uh, you know, uh, started to ask some very deep questions in life. You know, I, I didn't want to follow authority and I didn't know why things were the way they were and this pushed me to truly ask some very deep questions and this is probably in my teen years uh, where I started to ask you know who am I and what am I doing and uh, a significant event for me was actually September 11th and everything that went on there so that kind of opened me up to the truth movement and that's really where I started because I was starting to ask you know all these deep questions and uh, here's this movement you know okay it's about the truth so we're discovering some things Um, so I definitely got all all into that and uh, because of that there was a lot of uh, new age movement things that I I was discovering through that Um, and this was happening simultaneously in my life um, at a time where I was experiencing um, depression, anxiety, and a lot of hard uh, emotional and, and uh, physiological and, and psychological problems. So, uh, you know, looking at these new age things, I was like, well, you know, this, this can bring me healing and uh, this can, uh, you know, uh, give me understanding as to what's going on. 
So I started to really kind of look into the new age and, uh, you know, like I said, I was having all these problems with my body. So uh, I came across some information about the dark night of the soul and I was able to really relate to that material because I was actually being tormented. Um, it was like an absolute spiritual hell. And this is really what propelled me um, into the new age movement and, and the different practices. Um, I viewed the practices and things I would go to, uh, you know, get light work done and, and chakra healing and balancing and, uh, you know, all those practices to try and heal what was going on. And it was like I would do one therapy and then, you know, everything would be fine and my energy would be balanced, quote unquote, and then it would put something else would get off balance. And, you know, I'd be forced into more, even more deeper uh, understanding of, you know, Reiki or uh, meditation or, you know, this whole idea of uh, transforming my consciousness. So uh, it was really related to uh, like a physical experience, too. Um, so, you know, I even uh, wanted at this point to become a yoga instructor, signed up uh, to become a yoga instructor. So studying the Bhagavad Gita and uh, really getting into Eastern mysticism and, and philosophy, uh, heavy into tarot and, and astrology and just, you know, all the, the gurus and, and the new age teachers, you know, the Deepak Chopras and uh, the Eckhart Tolle's reading The Power of Now. And, you know, I was just really, really heavy into this stuff. I, you know, found myself experiencing an awakening, a, a big transformation, you know, and it, it was was what I believed to be a rebirth at the time and it was just you know at the time I thought well this is it this is what I'd been searching for because I'd always been a seeker and this is probably three or four years into it I really wanted to take it to the, the next level and uh, at this point this is when uh, I had read a lot of material about uh, you know, spirit guides, the ascended masters and, you know, the channeled information and people who are being used as channels. And I was like, you know, that's where I want to go. I want to, you know, if there's a being who can, uh, who's at a different dimension and understands, you know, higher wisdom and knowledge and it can communicate that to me, then I definitely want to be part of that. And, um, you know, I had read that uh, psychedelic drugs could be used in a way to open yourself up to that experience. So uh, that's what I went. And I do want to clarify here, this isn't like drug use, like at a party or anything. This isn't like recreational drug use. This was shamanistic, using psychedelics to open myself up to have that communication with that uh, spirit being. Um, so that's truly what I did. And the first time I, I did make contact, I did it. Uh, and one of the beings that appeared to me uh, came to me as Archangel Michael. And uh, if you're, you're familiar with me or Chris talking about these issues, uh, you know, demons can masquerade themselves as angels of light. So that's the form that this being took uh, to come and to deceive me. Uh, you know, it came to me as Archangel Michael and, you know, it told me about, uh, OK, there's 2012 coming and there's a big shift in consciousness. And that's what you experience is this God realization. And that's what all of humanity has to come to. And at the age of Aquarius, we're all going to transcend and all this information that if you really look in in the New Age movement, Movement and the truth movement, you know, uh, you have people like David Icke and uh, David Wilcock being channeled, they're channeling that same information. Uh, so, you know, I was being told the same things. And to clarify, you know, when you communicate with these beings, this isn't like, 
normal communication. There's different ways that I would communicate with them, which would be, uh, you know, uh, clear audience, which is the ability to hear them or clear cognizance, uh, which is just that deeper knowing and, and, you know, clairsentience, which is feelings. And there's different ways. And I would do this through the tarot cards. And that was another powerful way to communicate with the spirits and have them, uh, you know, uh, communicate what it is I would go to study next because um, as they're leading you they're synchronistically through like these crazy spiritual supernatural experiences bringing you to what book to go to what uh, person to talk to and you know you're you're being supernaturally led by these beings so uh, it's a very very powerful experience so that's basically what I was going through and and these beings I do want to clarify you know they really deceived me they were beautiful um at in the very beginning they came to me with all this wisdom about you know this now I recognize it's new age and occult wisdom but you know it, it seemed so appealing and you know it was so wise and they were so beautiful and they're there to he help me heal and understand myself and all this stuff so you know I never even thought of the idea uh, that they would lie to me or that they would be deceiving me um, until a bit later. And this is when I actually stumbled across a YouTube uh, documentary called The Age of Aquarius, The Age of Evil, uh, which Chris White is actually featured in. Um, so I definitely recommend anyone uh, to check it out here on YouTube. It's definitely eye-opening. And that's the, the significant point where all of a sudden I start asking myself something that I've never asked before, you know. Could these beings actually be lying to me? And, you know, to find out that all my beliefs were really rooted in New Age and, and theosophical beliefs and that they're, they're at their root Luciferian, uh, that really opened me up to, okay, wait a minute, I could be deceived here. You know, these, these could be fallen angels. And once I started to have that realization, that was uh, very scary, actually. Uh, for the next three weeks um, after I saw the DVD, uh, I went through a huge demonic attack because at this point now I'm asking my spirit guides who've been... Uh, been there for me you know I got 30 of them at this point I'm communicating with them and they're helping me in my life and they're helping me evolve through different levels of consciousness and all this uh, crazy stuff and you know uh, and then I'm asking them guys like is this for real like who's Jesus Christ because at that point in my journey Jesus Christ was just an ascended master he was just an avatar you know he was just like the other Buddha and uh, he was you know we're all trying to achieve that Christ consciousness but then I'm starting to look at uh, the the uh, Jesus Christ is presented in the Gospels, um, and I'm seeing a different Jesus here. And when I presented that to my spirit beings, uh, that, they weren't happy with that at all. Uh, what were beautiful angelic beings be turned very demonic and very vicious, and I experienced some demonic attacks. I'd be laying in bed, and I'd get sleep paralysis because I couldn't uh, move. They were, just, they were just on top of me. It felt like I was being choked out. Uh, this happened a couple times, and... Um, other times I'd be just hanging out, uh, you know, after a workout, making a, a protein shake. And I would see, because I did a lot of third eye meditation, so I'd have a very uh, vivid ability to have visions. I'd see in my third eye it, it, this little gremlin-looking thing crawl up my leg and shove my face in the blender and be like, Satan owns you. You're never going to go. He owns your soul. And, you know, I'm just sitting there making a, a, a shake here. So that's pretty freaky. So at this point I'm going, you know, 
what what did I get myself into? What what have I opened up? Uh, you know, I'm really crying out to God. I remember I got on my face and knees and I cried out to Him and I said, you know, you have to help me. This has gone too far. Uh, this is it was the torment was too much. You know, I had this overwhelming sense and feeling that you know I had tra- tra- I had went into a place I shouldn't be anymore, and it was very important that I come back home and I had to get away from this. So uh, the very uh, pr- probably two weeks after all this uh, was going on, I, I went to a local church. There was a charismatic preacher there. Uh, he preached uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I uh, talked about the cross and, and how Jesus died for my sins. And it was at that moment, I remember, you know, all those years of seeking and everything that I'd been through, it was just, that was it. You know, I, there was no more seeking anymore, and I had just found it, and I had found it in Jesus Christ. And when he says that he is the only way, that truth was revealed to me then through the Holy Spirit, and it was just, that was it. I was born again by God's Spirit, um, you know, and I just knew. I knew at that moment, that's it. This is what I've been looking for. I couldn't find it in Eastern religions. None of these spirit guides could teach it to me. No meditation, no crystal. uh, None of that stuff could truly give me what I had found that day. Um, So I accepted Jesus Christ. And awesome thing is, after they had a prayer line and... um, you know, when you open yourself up to these spirits like this, uh, it, they, they're not going to let, they're not going to want to let it, let you go very easily. And I experienced a, a battle right there. Uh, I went up to a prayer line and a girl comes up to me and she just basically looks at me and she goes, you've been into Buddhism. You've been talking to spirit guides. And I didn't even know this girl at all. So, you know, right then and there I'm going, okay, well, if she knows that right there, okay, well, uh, you know, this is a, this is something God wants to do. And she's like, I, I need to pray for you. Uh, so she starts to pray over me, and instantly I just manifest. This force just comes in, in and I felt like I could have just grabbed her and pushed her uh, like 20 feet. That's how strong I felt, but there was something blocking me. And my eyes were rolling in and out of my head, and, and one part of me was calling out to Jesus to, to come, and then one other part would come and say, I'm not letting him go, in this very demonic, weird voice. And, you know, this was going on, and people were praying for me. And after, uh, it just came out, you know. You know, it, it, it came out of me, and uh, I, I remember I was just crying, and it was just a powerful experience, and I just uh, started following God from uh, that moment on. So, um, you know, that was just because when we opened our, I did the channelings. You know, you, I opened myself up, and I allowed the spirits uh, to, uh, you know, auto-write through me and stuff like that. And I just remember the feeling of uh, them not um, actually being in my body and this was a huge thing because it just felt like I was clean you know I had I remember this feeling when the Holy Spirit was there that you know I had allowed these beings to work through me and it was just it wasn't right it just that that was not their habitat they were not supposed to be there and then now God was dwelling uh, in me and and he's in and his spirit indwells me Um, and I just remember that being an awesome awesome uh, feeling so uh, and then since then, uh, things have been awesome. Uh, Jesus Christ is, like I said, what I've been looking for. Uh, I got baptized on December 21st, 2012. Uh, that was actually something significant for me. Um, you know, I, I believe that day. I was like, you know what? Like, I, I used to tell people, you know, December 21st, 2012, it has to happen. We have to evolve or else, you know, this isn't going to happen. And, you know, we had all of our beliefs on, oh, the poles are going to shift and all of our different reasons. And, you know, like, and to be saved, I was saved in January 2010. And then, you know, it took a little long to get baptized. But, you know, it just fell perfect that day. That's it. There was no transformation of consciousness. You know, the, 
there was no big event, uh, so we can kind of see the channeled information that I was receiving and other people were receiving is false, and that just goes to show you that it, that's what it is. This information that you're receiving uh, through this this uh, the spiritual realm that way, um, you know, it, it needs to be tested. We need to test everything, and that's just false information. So I got baptized on that day, and and that's the true transformation of consciousness to me. You know, you, you you're looking for the mind of God. Well, that comes in and operates in you through the Holy Spirit. You know, and you you want to ascend. That doesn't happen other than when Jesus Christ comes at the resurrection. It's it's all counterfeit spirituality, and it's appealing, and they just have a way of deceiving people. So. Um, I hope this testimony helps people. Uh, I hope you come to come to Jesus Christ to really to to get to know Him. If you're looking into these things, it's because you're seeking. There's a part part of you that um, is spiritually void and is looking to fill that. And those who come to Him will never thirst again, and they're going to find that spiritual fulfillment. And there's only one place to find it, and that's Jesus Christ. Amen. Wow, that's a great testimony. Um, I want to just ask a few questions and back up a little bit on some of those issues, um, sure. and then maybe talk about some your journey after that, and and you know mm-hmm. the the sanctification process and how that worked in your life. Because I know that's it's always a, a rocky road for for uh, everyone. But uh, let's back up and talk about some of the things you mentioned. You know, the one thing that's interesting, when people are starting to dabble in things like the, the healing or Reiki or whatever it may be, there seems to be, as you mentioned, a lot of synchronicities that happen, a lot of these sort of um, um, things that seem to confirm that it's true. Uh, how do you view that as physically happening? I mean, can you maybe just talk about how how it is that they're deceiving people and confirming people, confirming things and stuff like that. I mean, is it yeah. just d- demons communicating with one another or how do, how do you view that, that happening and maybe give an example? Yeah. Or two? Uh, the, the exact science behind it. I don't, I don't think we could exactly know. Um, I do know for me, it happened a lot seemed to happen when, uh, cause they want to, um, invite you in. There has to be, you have to give over, uh, your free will and you have to open yourself up. And when you're doing things like, uh, chakra, uh, like balancing, that's what you're essentially doing. You're opening up your energy centers and you're opening up to, uh, communicating with them through that because every energy center has a certain thing to it. So, you know, that, that, that could be that, you know, that's the particular demon that you open yourself up to and then, uh, that'll lead you in your life. So as, as this, I don't really know, Chris, like the exact science. I do know it's definitely demonic. Um, and uh, I do know that you have to give yourself up to that. You have to open yourself up and ask them to, uh, you know, help you. I know right. a lot of the, a lot of the, um, the light, th- like light therapy, Reiki sessions that I did, uh, my practitioner would even talk about the spirits that were helping her through it. So the spirits were giving her the quote unquote chi at life force and she was channeling that from them into me. So, right. you know, well, I and think I was open good... and accepting that. Yeah. Right? And that's a good point is that it seems like a lot of the practices, whatever they are, um, kind of boil down to the same thing, that, which is to get the person either uh, mentally or, or to verbally uh, invite or uh, mm-hmm. open up to them in, in, a, in their heart level kind of thing. Like, I want to be influenced by, um, in some way, by these beings. And I think that's really the core of it, is trying to convince people to uh, open up their heart to, to um, being influenced by these spirits, wh- whether they know what they are or not. 
That's right. And I mean, if you just look at the tarot card, that's the that's the whole purpose of getting a tarot card. It's saying, I want to be guided and, and taught and shown things through these cards. Now, people don't realize there's principalities and powers and spirits associated to every single card. And, you know, you're opening it up, but that's what you're doing. You're just saying, OK, you instruct me, you guide me. And then you're opening that up that realm for that spirit to to just to, to guide you, to play around with you because you've given, you've asked them to at that point. Um, one of the things that, um, you know, I uh, you mentioned about the sort of the peace that you felt uh, after being saved and the sort of feeling of, you know, that's what you had been looking for as a seeker, that kind of, um, um, well, freedom and really feeling the, the gap of, of whatever it is that we're seeking, whether we call it the truth or, or whatnot. But um, I guess my question would be, um, do you, can you really draw a, a comparison to what the New Age promises and what G, uh, Jesus gives? I mean, in terms of, I mean, what, what it, can you get inside the the, I, the mind of a New Ager to what is it really that they're they're seeking if they're genuinely on the path of trying to figure it out? And how exactly does is that fulfilled in Christ? Right. Um, I think for the New Ager, really, it's just, you know, I, I think for everyone, uh, we can recognize and feel that internally there's just something missing. Um, and, the new, you know, the New Ager won't call it sin. They'll, you know, uh, I don't know what reason, you know, it's, well, there's an imbalance. There's, you know, uh, global consciousness isn't um, at a certain level, you know, so um, they don't really call it sin. But they're still seeking uh, to fulfill that, you know, so they're doing it in, in the wrong ways. And, you know, that's what I was doing. And, you know, to, to, to fill the, the, the thirst for for righteousness, for wisdom, for truth, and, and all these things, you're looking into things that are false. Um, so, you know, there is the feeling, although, when you're doing those things, because the enemy is a deceiver, and, and those things are very deceptive, you do feel like, oh, this is the truth, you know, and, and uh, I had a quote-unquote born-again experience as a New Ager. I became born again. I had an awakening, uh, as, they, as we call it in the New Age, and things like that. Um, but these are all counterfeits and when I had the real thing in Christ I was able to look and, and just be like you know that you just know it's it's very hard to give you an explanation but it's just a really strong knowing that this is the real thing and you truly are fulfilled and you will produce spiritual fruit it's really where the fruit of your life um, that that you can look at that will really show you that you're you're on the right path whereas you know the fruit that I produced when I was into new age uh, I, ideas and stuff wasn't like it is as in my walk with Christ. So, um, you know, the New Age promises and, and has a lot of the same things, but um, they're not it. And, and when I, like I said, when I came to Jesus, that was just it. It's just you, you know and you experience it like you're truly born again. Uh, and, and I truly know the, the old man and, 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 and the, the new spiritual man that's born uh, through the, the Spirit of God. And you, you really see it. It's a real experience. And um, it's just, yeah. I just know. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, sometimes um, it, it can be a really difficult journey for people that are coming out of uh, the New Age and the occult, especially if they um, have gone down a road that's really kind of, you know, opened them up uh, and they have sort of, you know, scar tissue, as it were, when they're in their uh, oh, new yeah. life. Yeah. And so so that's a difficult road. Can you maybe talk about your your process of uh, sanctification and, and how, you know, it's, it's uh -huh. a never-ending process that we're all still going through, but right. how did you get through the first, uh, you know, year or whatnot, and how right. and what uh, what encouraged you and do and helped you to learn? 
Right. Well, I think for me, um, I, I like that question. You know, it was a bit different, and it will be a bit different for people listening uh, that you know come from a new age background that are uh, coming into a life uh, in Jesus Christ. That um, it's going to be a little difficult. There's an adjustment phase, really. Um, I mean, for the first year, it's like. I didn't really, I was still kind of into the new age thought. I really was still learning to separate, you know. I still had my astrology book for like six months. And, you know, I still had certain things that um, in the process of sanctification, the Holy Spirit will then show you um, and lead you into the, the truth that, okay, I got to get rid of this. This doesn't uh, go in my new life with Christ. And, you know, you'll, you'll start to uh, identify things uh, that are kind of still new age that will linger because it's not like the day you get saved, it's you walk into some machine and you come out, you know, this perfectly uh, righteous person. There's there's a, a process. And um, another dynamic of this that's uh, unique, I think, for the New Ager coming to Christ um, is that you're, you're, you've opened yourself up to the spiritual realm. A lot of times, uh, even my brothers and sisters in Christ and church can't really relate to uh, spiritual things and in, in, in experiences like uh, someone who's been in those. Um, so you're going to have, uh, for me, there was a lot more attacks, I think. Uh, it opened up a lot more doors. Uh, so there's a level of uh, spiritual warfare that's going to be um, a little bit more more elevated uh, in, in especially the beginning um, of your walk just because you, you've opened up things that you're going to maybe have to go back and and start closing those doors you know and and like I said it, it'll happen in a process you might have doors open that you don't even know should be open for a while and that will hurt you um, but uh, it's worth it and right let Let's uh, pause there for a minute because I know so many people um, that, you know, that that they're coming out of this and, and, you know, they they may have never even had a, let's say, sleep paralysis attack, you know, but but as soon as they are saved now. They you know and uh, they get they get you know a heavy attack right at first. We're really right. um, depending on the, you know they have to deal with you know difficult stuff. And I think sometimes at first they're feeling uh, I don't know how to say uh, guilty or something about having to deal with it when. Um, you know, I think that there is a mechanics issue to it. I think that there, it's just like a person I've said before that maybe was a severe alcoholic and drank a bottle of Jack Daniels a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that person gets saved, the Lord might take away the, the complete desire for alcohol or what have you, but there still is going to be some liver damage that you exactly. know, uh, the Lord can Absolutely. can help you with, you know, and, and whatnot. But I think that that we, if we're in the new age and we're we're opening up doors, those doors are, you know, we still have some some damage there that they still have a bit of access to. We're not talking about possession, we're not talking about anything like that, but there's just they have more access to to do stuff. Right. Now we have authority in Christ and I think that's why the Lord has given us authority is that he knew that Satan would attack. Luke 10, 19 and 20 says that that he's given us authority over snakes and scorpions so that right. nothing shall by any means harm us and that uh, rejoice not in this that the spirits are subject unto you but rather that your names are written in heaven. So he's given us this this authority for the spirits to be subject unto us and I and I think that he does that because he knows that Satan's going to try. So 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 how is it? I, and I'm not. I'm not looking for a turnkey solution here, because. Uh, but on that journey of dealing with the the spiritual attacks that come uh, afterwards, 
how how have you found uh, to begin to close those doors? And what is there a process that you found that to be helpful that others might benefit from? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, it definitely happened to me. Um, that, like the doors were wide open. I mean, that's basically um, when I was uh, before Christ. I was just you know every door window open. Come on in, guys. You know, like any spirit, let's go. So um, you know when it came time to, to kick him out and and to shut those doors, there was definitely a battle. Um, I don't, I, it can seem uh, like, you know, a bad thing, but all things work out for the good of, uh, for those who love God and are called to, according to his purposes. So if you truly do love God and, and you're going to walk this thing out, um, it's actually a, a good opportunity for you. I learned a lot of spiritual warfare in my very beginning that I think that had I not been in those situations, had I not had to fight uh, those spiritual fights and, and learn uh, my authority in Christ, learn prayer uh, and seek out uh, knowledge and understanding on spiritual warfare and things like that, um, you know, I wouldn't be as strong as I am today. So I think, uh, you know, if you are going through it, and you probably are, if you're, if you do have that new age background, um, you know, rejoice and uh, fight the good fight, and know that the, the the power that's now in you is much stronger than anything that's out there, and you're going to learn to become a warrior. And uh, there's really truly nothing to fear. I mean, uh, when the Holy Spirit uh, lives in you, the authority, like Chris said, you know, we we have the authority to trample over them. Um, so there's really nothing to fear. So uh, I still go through battles. There's times and I, I, I actually like I invite them in a sense, you know, it's not like I'm opening up doors in my life to let them in, but if they come, see them as opportunity to grow. Um, and uh, that's really, because you're going to have to, because it's going to come if, if you've opened those doors. Right. And I often encourage people that are um, that that are in that position that they are, in a sense, luckier than most people because they have an opportunity to uh, to really need the Lord to and to yeah. trust him more than <laughs> your average Christian new Christian does. And That's so right. they, they they it's like uh, being born in a in a place where you're persecuted a lot or, or you know, you're under the threat of death for going to church. Right. That person's going to be a much further along Christian than the person who doesn't really have any uh, external worries. And so exactly that they, they, they they often tend to be very uh, further along Christians pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's where we come to, um, you know, right now you're doing uh, great Bible studies and a lot of things for people. You were mentioning before uh, the broadcast about starting to uh, do some uh, stuff with church and, and all this stuff. So you're at this place where uh, you have grown relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, can you maybe give some people some tips about how that process happened in your in your uh, growing in in the word and in doctrine and those kinds of things. Okay. Um, well, saved in January of 2010, so we're on year three in Christ. Um, I've done like yeah, I've done some great things, but um, you know, you really have to know that it's a process. I've had a lot of uh, times where I failed. And, um, you know, there's uh, old sins that will creep back in and then, you know, you get the conviction of the Holy Spirit. It shows you those areas and you try and work those areas. And, you know, when you when you get past the big hurdles, then the Holy Spirit shines on the medium hurdles and then you start working on those. <laughs> and then when the mediums get out of the way, it'll go to it, I don't think it'll ever stop. I think it's going to and who would really want it to stop? You know, we constantly want to be recreated in the image of God. 
And I think that, you know, um, I came from a place, I was pretty far from, you know, being anything that was good or righteous. And, you know, I think that for me, when God saved me, that was a big thing for me too, was, you know, like feeling his grace and mercy, that uh, the sacrifice on the cross, that no matter what I did in my life, I was forgiven. Um, so I truly felt God's love. And uh, there's times I know I disappoint him, but, um, you know, if you just keep seeking him, you keep seeking forgiveness. And uh, he's faithful. He's, he's brought me through a lot of things and weeded out a lot of things in my life, a lot of uh, drug habits and, and alcohol and partying and uh, all these, you know, um, activities of the world that, you know, just consume my life before. And uh, it's just it's it's just being replaced with new desires. You know, you truly um, when you go through this experience, you do have the new heart. You see that that uh, the things that I used to love, I, I don't love anymore. And, and the things that I didn't care about before or couldn't care about, I'm actually caring about now. Um, and uh, it's a process, you know, I, it's one of the comments I get a lot from viewers and uh, people, you know, they, they, they feel that because they're dealing with a certain sin that God won't love them or forgive them and, you know, they feel like they're going to hell and, you know, I think the enemy plays a lot on that and, you know, you just got to just keep seeking God, you know, keep having a heart for God and you're not perfect and it's not our righteousness, it's the righteousness of Jesus Christ is imputed uh, on us and, you know, you, you're going you're gonna to obey because you're going to love God and you're going to uh, know what he did for you and uh, start walking more and more in holiness. But it's definitely a process, um, and even more so coming from the new age. It's just, you know, he's purifying you. He's putting you through the fire to, uh, you know, make you as pure as gold and uh, white as snow. Uh, but it's definitely a process, and uh, it's a good one, you know. It's, it's truly, because even in the new age, that's what you're doing. It's a process of trying to achieve a state of consciousness, you know. It just shows that humanity is constantly, we know there's something missing, you know. And God will bring you to the real place through the refinement and, and developing the character of Christ in you, which, which is the holy and righteous one. And, you know, he'll, he'll do that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's an awesome process. Right, so let's go into um, maybe discussing the the ministry stuff that you're doing yep. with the Vigilant Christian and the the YouTube and the Facebook and, and anything else, and and just kind of give us a, an idea of what you're wanting to achieve with it and some of the future ideas or projects you might have with that ministry. Right. Uh, so Vigilant Christian uh, ministry basically came from, um, you know, be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, uh, walketh about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Uh, so it was just a recognition that, uh, you know, I was in the truth movement. So, uh, you know, I kind of have that kind of aspect to uh, the channel where, uh, you know, we see that the New World Order system is being set up. Uh, the New Age movement is going to be the religion of that system. Um, so, you know, it's to uh, really to wake up the church to recognize that, uh, you know, these things are happening in the world and at the same time, you know, giving them the answer. Um, I've talked about this in other videos that uh, the one thing about the truth movement is they don't have the truth. You know, the truth is Jesus Christ and the majority of truth uh, movement or teachers don't have it. So uh, I want to be a voice in that movement for Jesus Christ and to point all the people that are looking at uh, the things in the world and why they're occurring to make them recognize that it's uh, it's all it's all biblical prophecy. This is the end times. You know, Christ talked about these times uh, and the very things that are happening. We can go to the Bible and, and, and show that, you know, this was talked about, that it was going to occur. Um, so it's recognizing that. 
Also, I, I really focus on uh, the music industry. Uh, I used to be a hip hop uh, break dancer back in high school, so I, you know I've seen the hip hop culture and the effects of that. So there's a very satanic influence now uh, that we find in the uh, entertainment industry that you know maybe five ten years ago wasn't so predominant. You know, uh, so I'm talking about those things. We're seeing that uh, you know these elite. Uh, groups are influencing uh, mass the masses through uh, you know the, these artists and stuff to really it's all about drugs sex and rock and roll and all those things right so uh, it's the lifestyle of the beast so I'm um, bringing light to that and exposing that and uh, you know just uh, glorifying God and I'm just going to keep moving forward with it and uh, just as God leads me to uh, expose the new age movement the new world order glorify Jesus Christ and uh, you know uh, share uh, work with uh, you know sh share good uh, other people's work like yourself Chris and uh, you know other people that I've featured on my channel to as many people because uh, this is truly the truth that needs to be heard and uh, you know, people are hungry for it, so I'm just happy to play a role, and uh, it's awesome to be uh, doing this interview with you, man. I've I've been wanting to do this for a long time, so it's a it's a super blessing. Yeah, me too. Um, and let's give people um some contact information, and um and <clears throat> I know uh, we have a few different uh, ways for them to contact you, and what kind of things they uh how they can kind of hear what's going on with you and and if they can contact you for any kind of personal reasons or anything yeah for sure you can uh go like me on facebook the vigilant christian uh well www.facebook.com slash the vigilant christian mario uh go ahead and like the page or uh, add my personal page just mario briso uh i'd love to answer as many questions i do get a lot so it may take you a little bit to get back to you but i definitely try and stay on top of it and uh you know this information i know it causes a lot of questions Questions and you know Chris even had a really good video uh, recently about the New World Order freakout syndrome and I know a lot of people kind of go through that so you're, you you want to know about everything so uh, I want to help you and, and give you as much uh, time but understand I get a lot of a lot of questions so uh, get back to you as soon as possible and uh, obviously on YouTube uh, YouTube slash the Vigilant Christian dot uh, com the Vigilant Christian and on Twitter uh, the Vigilant Christ. Uh, so that's how they can contact me or hotmail uh, the vigilant christian at hotmail.com great and it's a uh, the vigilant so that's they right. put a t h e before it yeah. okay great wow uh what a great interview mario that's and awesome. i'm uh, i'm really it's really a pleasure to finally uh, get a chance to chat with you and hope we uh, do it again sometime soon same here man for sure thanks for listening to nowhere to run you can download all of the archives to this show and others i've done for free at nowhere to run radio.com your prayers and donations are needed and appreciated. You can partner with me to reach many more people with discipleship, apologetics, and the gospel. Go to Nowhere to Run Radio to help support this ministry. Thanks for your time. Stay the road.